show it, you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UDT. All right, hey folks, this is Commander Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind podcast. Um, I am super stoked here to have Stig Severinsen. Yes. From Thank Denmark, you. Sweden, Spain, exactly. United States, you Australia. Yeah. Planet Earth. <laughs> He's a man of planet Earth, and he brought his cat along here. Yeah. So if, if, if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, you won't get to experience the cat. No. But if you're watching the video... Um, at sealfed.com, then you'll get to experience the cat and Stig and Don't want to miss person. the cat. You don't want to miss the cat. Nope. So that's a good reason to go to sealfed.com and put your email into our opt-in list. Yeah, sure. So you can get the videos and you can see Stig in person because he's quite impressive. Now, Stig, I'm going to let you tell the story, but what I know is that um, a couple of things about you which I'm super stoked to talk about because we have some things in common. One is yoga. Two is a passion for breathing. We don't have in common is I lack world records, and you have world records, and so you yeah, are well, a breath holder. I lack a lot of other things, I guess. <laughs> and, I'm uh, working on the world record part, but so I made a world record today. I was quite early down here because of traffic. Was, I had another <laughs> podcast this morning, and I raced down, you? and traffic was good because it was like people had left from LA and all that yeah. stuff. So that's a little world record. That is world. You can we'll do put, different world put records. Put that on your resume. Yeah. So you're a breath hold diver. Um, that's your kind of passion, right? And so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I. Um, I come from a background of nature and sports and being very active. I always loved nature. I'm a biologist by trade, mm -hmm. master's degree in, in biology, marine biology, and neurophysiology, and I have a PhD in medicine. So I'm very interested in the space of, of science and um, communication. How do organs communicate? How is the nervous system working? How can you rewire your thinking, your mm -hmm. capacity, basically? Mm -hmm. And then I also like to do business, and I like to travel around and, and, and gain traction and, and influence influential people, like I often am lucky to meet. So to kind of rethink the whole way we do health, the way we do um, patient safety and hospitals, mm -hmm. the way we do prevention, mm -hmm. or the way we rather do not do prevention, right, exactly. because all the pharmacies are just, you know, pharmaceutical mm -hmm. industries just drugging people down to zombies. So... My background is just being, you know, very curious and being very childish. And, so, but and how did you get into diving and the, the passion for, for breath hold diving? That's a, that's a really fascinating yeah. sport. Well, we, I always loved water, like I guess all kids do, and yeah. I just kept going. I was a, a competitive swimmer, swam my life away as a child, mm -hmm. you know, elite yeah. swimmer. We have a very nice boat, so I, I'm not going to go into the details, but I, you know, my mom told me I was probably, you know, made on that boat. So, uh, so, you know, rocking the boat. So that's true, actually. So we, we, we you know, with the family, we, we, we have wonderful trips on, on our boat, live on the boat in the summer. Mm, nice. And uh, so I would dive for, you know, uh, shells or clams and show my parents and stuff when we were traveling across the ocean going to Sweden. Is this the Sweden. Mediterranean or where, where That's in uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. But we also travel a lot to the Mediterranean. So we went to France, uh, Spain, Greece, Italy. Uh, you name it, diving, and right? a bit warmer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So I would go with my brother, who's two years younger than I am. He's a, he's a doctor, so he's always coaching me and helping mm -hmm. me. And when I do all my TV mm -hmm. things and world mm -hmm. record attempts, he's the guy taking care of me. Okay. Kind of fencing off people, and he knows me so well, obviously. He's, he's mm -hmm. my brother. So we went out on small you know, adventures, and God knows how our parents, I don't even know, I've thanked them so many times, but because I have a kind of a normal background, normal family, everything's fine. But I, I mean, if 
I had been the parent, I would have been very worried. I had a lot of energy. Yeah. I would have had a lot of, of diagnosis uh, stamps in my forehead if, if it was today. <laughs> like, ding, 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 ding. Right. Take that, rattling, do that. Oh, he's, he's too much energy. He's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I just channeled that into, I, I was not a crazy child. I was just very energetic. So a lot of, you know, nature stuff, a lot of training. And then the swimming, uh, that's where I kind of, and we had a swimming pool, a very nice swimming pool mm -hmm. in my backyard. So at a very young age, I discovered this passion for holding my breath and this mm -hmm. other dimension you move into and this mm -hmm. uh, timelessness and mm -hmm. this free space, you know, mm -hmm. where you're weightless. There is, the, the gravity doesn't exist. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like going in space, yeah, absolutely. literally. Yeah. And um, so when you're a kid, you don't think about a business model or about changing the world. Well, I always wanted to change the world and I thought I had some skills or gifts and I was brought up with a grandmother who taught me that if you have skills or, or a special gift, you know, you should be very thankful and it's also you're obliged to yes. pass that on to pass other people. Uh, and you have been fortunate and had, you know, friends and family and people who supported you. So you should pass it on to other people who maybe need it more than you. So I grew up in this space and, um, and then I, I like to hold my breath. So when we did swim, you know, training, I would kind of sneak down to the bottom, wait and wait two laps. They came back. I would start again. I'm not in for, I'm not a cheater, you know, I'm not into all that stuff, but, but that was kind of, you know, was, fun as a kid, training, right? kind of training. And yeah. then when I, you know, guys, you know, like you, like really fit guys and big guys, and I was just a small guy, you know, average, but small guy, you know, seven years old. But then I would be able to beat these 12, 14 years old kids that were like teenagers, like uh, uh, the boys and hair everywhere and <laughs> like, wow. But I could swim longer distances underwater right. and that made me like, wow. And, and then to make a long story short, I just, you know, I moved to Spain. I studied at the University of Barcelona during my biology studies. I went around the world one year, took a break. Not because I don't like studying. I love studying, but I like to touch. I'm a toucher, you know. Some girls sometimes, ooh, but I don't grab. <laughs> I touch, right? So I wanted to touch the world, meet indigenous people, meet the animals, you know, not just read biology right, and books. Right. So I ran around the world, and that's where I kind of discovered that I had this gift course. I, I, I have the highest level of... Uh, Diving instruction, you know, like three-star, whatever diving thing, like instruction diving in, in scuba diving, and, and that was fine, but it cost money. You know, I was quite young, traveling on a, on a, on a backpacking budget around right. the world for eight and a half months, it's, you know, right. takes some money. Right. And then I'm also a free spirit, so I don't like all this rinsing equipment, la yeah. la la la, and have to get up at a certain time, yeah. an appointment, yeah. so I was in Thailand at that time in, in uh, Koh Phi Phi, which is where the island was made with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. if somebody saw that movie. And uh, before they tore that island apart, but um, I would go out in the morning like 6, 5.30 with the sunrise and I could go on the reef and dive with the black tick sharks, like black tip is a small shark, mm -hmm. like 3, 5 feet. But get up really close and take pictures and interact with these sharks and that was like the first spark, like wow, we can get this close to wildlife, that's amazing when you're just free diving. Right. And then I would, would you know, tease my friends at 100 feet or something and they were like, breath hole diving and they had the tanks on, I would go down, oh my God, or swim through caves. <laughs> so that's kind of where it started because they went like, you're pretty good at this. I was like, really? Yeah. And I could hold my breath and swim around and go hold my breath at that time without knowing anything about it for more than five minutes. Wow. So they said, that's pretty good. That pretty I said, good. really? Yeah. So when I moved to Spain and after that, I got into competitive free diving and then mm -hmm. the rest is kind of history. Right. So now I, I don't like this long list, but I, I have multiple Guinness World Records. I hold the current Guinness World Record of 22 minutes. I was uh, named the ultimate superhuman on... 22, let's, let's stop there. 22 minutes breath, breath hold, hold underwater. Underwater. That's a Guinness World Record right now, yeah.
David okay. Blaine did 1706 or something De like David that Blaine, on Oprah, which I think is, is that's impressive. admirable he, when you're not a free diver. He augmented with pure O2. And so did I, because so did it's I, a yeah. discipline in Guinness World right. Records, but you still have to hold your breath, you're underwater, right. and the CO2 builds up. So for right. people out there listening, never hold your breath alone. Right. It's not a joke. Not I lost my best idea. friend two years ago. Not a joke. I, I actually build a program now called Ultimate Surf Survival that mm -hmm. teaches you safe Techniques right. underwater and, right. and how you can hold your breath. We have a, a lot of Navy SEAL and Special Ops candidates in our in our group, um, and one of the things I'm, I want to I want to come back to this right safe safe breath hold training because yeah. it's important for Spec Ops and Navy SEALs to do it. But you're absolutely right, never do no, it alone. No, absolutely, it's not ever, a joke. Ever, we can ever, have ever. fun with a cat and we can yeah. talk about tits and right. stuff. But it, but having said that, fun. having said that, with a methodological methodology and some coaching. You can dramatically increase oh, your, your time. That, that's why so it's, it's, it's so um, um, fun right. and fascinating to help people and coach people and whatever you know, thing it is. So my breathology is all about a 360-degree view on the breathing process. Right. And I think there's uh, quite you know, good information on breathing. And people go, breathe and breathe. But it's kind of like you're training and they go, breathe. But how do you breathe? Why? Right. Uh, what are the benefits? You know, how should you not breathe? Uh, uh, so I try to also bring the breath-holding mm -hmm. perspective because mm -hmm. that's where I come from. Right. And to understand breathing fully, if anybody's interested in yoga and the fourth branch called mm -hmm. pranayama, mm -hmm. the, the energy work of breath control mm -hmm. to control your life, your mind, your universal mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. then you have to have that understanding of breath-holding and Absolutely. the pause, right? Yeah. And letting go and connecting the breath and waiting and whether it's arts or breathing or right. swimming or making love or singing right. or running you need to connect those things and let go and take in and right. so uh so the breath holding is fun because you see people double or triple or quadruple mm -hmm. their performance mm -hmm. within a coaching session if you're good mm -hmm. and um and i don't know any other space mm -hmm. where you can do that you cannot no. bench no three times as much you cannot take mm -hmm. like 15 pull-ups and then right. do 50. It's right. like, so it's amazing because it's a mental game. And that's why it's what you also work mm -hmm. in, what I can understand mm -hmm. so much, the mental capacity, mm -hmm. uh, unleashing that tremendous potential. And that's why I like to do these records that I do yeah. also dive under ice and do stuff like that and oh, speedos cool. and uh, have some records For, there First of all, we got to do something together, by the way. For, we got to do something together. So yeah. not to add something to your plate, but we got to think of something really cool no, let's, to do together that we can invite some of our team together. Yeah, Do something. some training, do some adventure. As long as it's fun and wild. Have some that's... fun, earn some money. <laughs> I swear, this is, this is really cool. Um, you don't know much about me, but I, I, I have to just let you know that um, you know, one of the, the, the key things that we train in Unbeatable Mind and through SealFit are what I call the big four skills of mental toughness. First one is breath control. Oh. Second one is positivity, you know, getting control of your mind, eradicating any, any negative thoughts, any negative emotions, any negative state, being able to really quickly click into a performance, positive performance state. Three is visualization, so developing your, your imagery, your visual capacity. Glad you called it imagery, but right. we can get back to that. Yeah, exactly. I know they're different, right? Fantasy, imagery, visualization, and imagination are all yeah. aspects of your visual acuity, but they need to be trained and, and directed. And so that's the third. And then the fourth is learning how to set proper goals yeah. and learning how to take the goals into super, super micro goals. So you're, you, you know, you're, you're necking yourself closer and closer and closer yeah. to presence. I call them baby steps, but it's probably yeah. the same thing. Same exact thing. <laughs> and so if you take a baby step that you're focused radically on that, it's not unlike sitting in, in a Zen bench and just focusing on the count or your yeah. breath. So you're just focusing on one thing. It's still not pure presence, 
but it's a lot closer and more directed, right? Yeah. And so those four skills. So I am a rabid fan of breath control. I've been practicing yoga for 15 years, doing breath control for 15 years. And I finally had the courage in the last five years to start really uh, teaching more uh, different ratios and the whole physiology and the energy body part of that to yeah. the Unbeatable Mind community. And it's been a real blessing. We have people, um, doctors doing now breath control in my box breathing uh, during surgery and um, lawyers doing it doing in, in the courtroom. Patients should do it as well. Patients should surgery. do it as well. No, no, yeah. they should. And they I should do breath agree. holding for many reasons. Right. But, and then, um, of course, the spec ops candidates, you know, um, it really helps them in combat and it helps them in waterborne situations. So, yeah. But um, you've taken it to a level which is extraordinary. And so I, I really think that we, um, I want to get a little bit more detail about some of the, the key Anything insights. you right? want to tell you. And then I want to work listeners. more with you because this yeah. is so important. You know, and it's so important. I think this is the next and I'm sure you agree with me that um, the breath is the next frontier in Absolutely. Health, I right? think it's the next a human endeavor in the sense that we're developing more, not to go too much into detail of the right. human anatomy and physiology, but the frontal lobes and mm -hmm. different things in your brain and uh, this uh, new awakened awareness mm -hmm. that has been lost in translation. Right. Like I said, I just did a podcast with some other guy, really nice guy this morning, and, and we talked a lot about this, or I talked a lot because <laughs> I talk like hell, but I talked a lot about, <laughs> I go on and on, you know, but I got all you know crazy about all this, about this new... Um, you know, we lost all this from any culture you look For into. Sure. The Aztecs, the Egyptians, right. Mesopotamia in, in the Middle East, uh, the Aborigines, Australia, mm -hmm. sure. Papua New Guinea, doesn't matter where you look, they had this extraordinary understanding and knowledge that we kind of, <laughs> yeah, whatever, we're right. doctors, we're so fucking clever, and, you know, because we're right. so analytic. But now, I think the humility uh, and the open-mindedness of doctors mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you have a lot of military guys out there. Military. I was never doing any military stuff, but there's a lot of, yeah. of uh, short-minded, narrow-minded, absolutely. Uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, conservative. That's right. maybe the best word I could put, like, oh, I'll get plus points. Very conservative people <laughs> in the military space, you know, old-fashioned or whatever you want to call it. But I also feel an, an, there's an, an opening. There's an opening to it, yeah. and, Oh, and it's wonderful. Uh, it's crazy how many people have reached out for me, and yeah. it's all from space agents, from like uh, ESA. I was actually, I passed the test for being an outer space candidate. Astronaut. Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah, that, I should put I that I had an interest in that as well. I, I so, started to go down that path. But anyways, there's an open-mindedness in all these different communities, and also hospital and, and medical mm -hmm. worlds that are very... Um, constricted and very old-fashioned mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we can I, you know I don't have to you know stand up tomorrow and, and say sorry to anyone so there's an opening there and especially the people that are passionate like you and work with it they can move a lot of Absolutely. of 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 of, uh, of, uh, of these uh, thoughts into that community well, so. I think one of the things that's cool about that for your work and I would also say even for me is that um, folks you know if if just some wacky yogi comes out and starts talking about breath. People are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But when a world-class um, Guinness record holder or uh, you know, Navy SEAL commander and you know, both of us authors, when we start talking about it and we're like, this has a profound effect on our lives, yeah. has a profound effect on those that we can train, then people, you know, at least in my perspective, is people start to pay attention. Like, whoa, okay, if, if that's working for Commander Divine and what he's doing is pretty cool, 
maybe I should try that. Yeah, well, one, all you got to do is try it. Yeah, right? exactly. One thing is talking about it. That's yeah, what I was going to say. You got to do the work. But then again, you know, you out there now, if you're listening, you, you don't see that I'm pointing my finger here military style. We want you. <laughs> isn't that the, we want you. We right. need you for the whatever drafting army. Um, but uh, you breathe about 30, 25, 30,000 times a day. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. That's crazy. That is crazy. And people don't think about a it. They're like, they take it for granted. Yeah. That's how you build your energy. Right. So a little biology lesson, sun shines, trees grow, they produce oxygen, you know, it's photosynthesis. We animals take that oxygen, we take some sugar or whatever we eat, some fuel, we drink some water, we produce energy, ATP, you can look it up if you want, but we recharge our batteries in the mitochondrial little factory inside every cell. We have 30 trillion cells, so a lot of them and all of them are aerobic. They need oxygen. That's what we drive our energy mm -hmm. uh, from. And then you produce CO2, which is the waste product. Goes out again, the plants say, thank you, symbiotic relationship. We're all happy, mutual beneficial. So if those 30,000 times you breathe a day are not optimal, you're just throwing that energy in the trash can. That's energy you could be productive at work, be a better husband, father, mm -hmm. lover, uh, son, Mm -hmm. uh, colleague, uh, athlete, mm -hmm. military guy, operational, doctor, right. medical, like you said. Right. You could be so many things. You could fall, fast, if, fall asleep faster. You could do all this. And people just pay money for fitness, which is fine, and supplements and looking fashionable and all that stuff. And they don't pay attention because it's not in our culture. Right. We are so much in our you know, analytical mind and, and intellectual right. that we've forgotten to li listen and, to the you know body what? intelligence. And people need evidence and because that's the way our culture you know without evidence yeah. without the scientific studies and so yes. i'm hoping you know that very shortly we can have more evidence on the power of the breath and uh, they're starting to come out you know, there's an article in the wall street journal just yeah. yesterday i don't know if you saw that it's pretty good no about but when you were kind and thank you very much and people probably don't know about this but you were very kind when i reached out that's how we met no we met through yeah. some of your colleagues right. that met me at some software stuff i do some crazy stuff usually i don't train i just sit on my computer I'm really a funny guy, so I sit till three every night and I look in that stupid computer. Uh, no, I work really hard with my team on, on breathology and getting this message out to the world. But you reached out and I think you'd read my book, they said, or yeah, you were a fan your or whatever. They said something. They said something cheeky to get me down here. Uh, but anyways, the point is that you were helpful. I don't have I, many. I'm not a fan of many people, but I have your book. Uh, I read it a couple years ago because you were gracious enough to send it to me. I don't know if you remember that. Maybe it was an assistant. Said, no, maybe I sent it. Somehow we got Did it. Did I, I send it. a book book? Like the a e -book. paper book? Oh, the e-book. Somehow yeah, I got your e-book. I'm here all the time, so maybe I send it to you. You said something. I thought, that's an interesting guy. I'm not sure, yeah. But anyways, we connected again. Now right. we reconnected. So people won't know this, but I actually hosted this PTSD right. liberation right. clinic down in La Jolla, which is down in beautiful Southern California. I rented a big, nice, fancy hotel, the nicest one called La Valencia in Southern California, most expensive as well. I was like, okay, I'll put this money down. I had some money from some stuff I did. Put that down, uh, rent all the rooms, get special and food. And you offered it for free, right? Offered it for free. That's, that's so cool. And it was three days before Veterans Day. I was on KC, something radio here, mm -hmm. San Diego. I did all this and that. And there was a strange reaction. Nothing happened because right. people just could not believe it. And that was the biggest. I've tried many things in my life, but for marketing and reaching people and psychology, that was the biggest eye-opener in my Isn't life. Isn't interesting? I was like, people what People probably the hell thought you were going to try to sell them something. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, and I, you know, have the videos, and if people had just a little bit of more than two brain cells, you know, I know these people are 
challenged in their everyday life. They have they're asocial. They have challenges, right. and I've learned more about PTSD and what it does to you. And right. and I've learned other mechanic mecha mechanisms that are interesting because I talk with a lot of psychologists. And when I went back to Denmark, one guy said I work with Panic. He's in my freediving club, and he said we should do something together. And he said, you know, Steve, he's a psychologist, so he said. You know what you tell me is crazy, but I understand the, the the dynamics because people around those people in trauma or challenge kind of adapt to that. It's crazy in my mind that because they're like, "Fuck that! Screw that! Don't do this at home!" You know, <laughs> do the opposite. They adapt to that and they kind of become, "I oh, will leave him there. It's it's too much effort to try to." Also with alcoholics, that's what he mm -hmm. told me. Mm -hmm. And incestuous situations in families mm -hmm. are like, "Better put a lid on it. Don't mess too much with them." Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Wake up, folks! Uh, you're listening to this smart guy here, so you probably woke up already, but if your friends are not awake, you know, slap them. I was like, what's going on? Why do these wonderful soldiers and people and whatever that have, you know, sacrificed their life for our freedom, why don't their friend or their brother or their neighbor the take them in the hand say, hey, it's free, it's here, it's 20 right. minutes from here, you have freaking, what's it called, Camp David, I was going to say, Camp, Camp Pendleton here. Right, right. Biggest concentration without doing the statistic analysis in the world of soldiers, nobody shows up. Three guys came from California, from Hawaii. I'm oh, no kidding. And they love it. They sent me Christmas presents. But the point is, I reached out to you, and that's what I wanted to say. Make that loop. And right. you were kind, and your staff helped with an article on breathing, and mm -hmm. that gained a lot of traction. It was too late, mm -hmm. not for the future, but for that event. For that event. I yeah. filled the event. I had six people. It's all going to get online at some point, and people can get access. But it was. Um, wake-up call for me how yeah. constricted and how well, difficult it is to get into that space guys, and help people i want to help people it's all fragmented we've got we got to work on that together yeah. to figure that out because i agree with you i'm um, i'm working on a book right now about called warrior yoga the, the yoga that i teach i've you know i've got a certain um methods that i use to teach warriors and athletes who are closed-minded often to this type of approach yeah and they get it instantly because I, I don't use Sanskrit terminology or any Hindu mythicism no, no, no. it's all like American yoga or English yeah. you know, kind of westernized yoga and breath control is a big part of that and so I've got sequences for for um, you know severely stressed disordered people PTSD yeah. and yeah. and a lot of it has to do with uh, stress managing through the breath and um, that'll be something we, you know we can work on but you know if Absolutely. you're listening to this Breath control, in particular, you know, when you when you have like like for instance a one to two ratio, an inhale, Best exercise six in count inhale, twelve count exhale, nice and slow. You trigger that parasympathetic response. Or whatever worked for you. Exactly. Four exactly. eight is good. Four, three, eight, six, is three six. I was reading a yoga text the other day. I'm, I love. I'm a, I devour any ancient yoga text that I can find because it's funny as shit. I mean, there's some of these. And yogas, there's so many truths in it when you so then reflect truth. on it. And these guys are just tapping into the source, and they're funny as hell sometimes, yeah. right? And this one guy was saying, you know, what, ultimately, if you can get up to 30-second inhale and 60-second exhale, you're doing good. I'm yeah. like, so I tried it. I, <laughs> I made it to 2040, yeah. which yeah. is still pretty which challenging. Which is a start, yeah. It's a tough one, right? So, but one of the things that happens is you start to bleed off excess carbon dioxide, and that has a profound effect on yeah. your, your toxicity and your overall health and your ability to hold your breath. And right? your mental slash mental spiritual Right. There's so, so many things that, that are positive about breath control that we can't yeah. go into them all here. But one, you know, I will say this, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but right now the beginning point you know, for the scientific exploration of breath control is, is physiology. Yeah. How does it affect your physiology? Right? There have been studies on... For instance, the um, Kabbalah Bhakti breathing and how it uh, strengthens your breathing muscles. That's cool. Interesting study. 
um, studies on, you know, and I've heard you talk about this before, but, you know, when we mouth breathe, what happens? When you mouth breathe, you know, it actually affects your facial features, right? It affects your carbon dioxide concentration. You're, you limit yourself from the many benefits of breathing through the nose. Heating, Heart rate goes up. Heart, exactly. Hypotension. Right. Adrenaline. You're stimulating, stress, you're stimulating the sympathetic nervous system when you yeah. breathe through your mouth. You're getting all sorts of toxins in there you don't need. Uh, and also, you're, you don't get the nitrous oxide. Oh, first benefit, one who caught that one. Which is pretty cool. Thank you very much. If you don't know nit nitrogen oxide or nitrogen monoxide, right. as some people call it in the U.S., uh, it's important. Let's just keep it at that. Yeah, that's, that's Some guys got the Nobel Prize eight years ago for the discovery of what genius, it does. It relaxes right? the muscle tissue, and when you get that from the nose, because it's produced in the mucous membranes in the nose, that's why the Indian traditional yoga is all about breathing. If you've right. ever seen anybody and you never Ultimate. thought about why, you know why. Right. There's so much more uh, that we could go into, but what most people don't realize is the effect that breathing through your nose has on your brain, right? It literally will make you more intelligent. And there have been anecdotal studies. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm finishing up a Vini Yoga certification, and Gary Kraskow is my teacher. and He's well-versed in the breath from Desikachari and Krishmachari, right? And so that was... There, you know, Krishmacharya's primary thing about yoga was that it's an integrated practice, right? And you know, that's kind of the way we've learned it. It's not just about the asana or movements, but it's integrative. And so that, that fourth limb, the pranayama, you, asana prepares you for pranayama, pranayama prepares you for more subtle stages of meditation, mantra, yeah. you know, mind, mind and spirit work. Ex absolutely. And so the pranayama uh, will tune your mind. It'll balance the left and right hemisphere, depending on what techniques you're using. It, it'll cure ADD and ADHD. Absolutely. It's been known to cure even asthma, asthma which is more physiological, but you know, yeah. maybe there's something in and, there. And different allergies. I've had several of my students coming to me saying, you know what, I had this wonderful summer and I didn't take any of my antihistamine. And do you right. think it's related to the breathing? I said, I don't know, but I guess so, because yeah. you're 46 years old and you had it since you were a kid. Right. So, um, right. so a lot of marvelous things, because you rinse the air and you cleanse right. the brain and you oxygenate your body more and, and you uh, boost your immune system, basically, that's what's right. also happening. So you give your body permission and time to recalibrate, to reconnect, to regenerate, and that's why you become stronger. So right. when you're in a stress situation, the sympathetic system, which is a not nice name because it's not sympathetic, but or sympathetic, you know, but... <laughs> right. So that's the brands that makes you stressed, called also uh, fight and flight, right. like the red button, woo, woo, woo. And that's <laughs> adrenaline and cortisol and all that, which is good when you're a soldier. Yeah, it's, or you got to run you need because it. the bus is coming. There's nothing wrong with it for the right For purpose. 30 seconds. For 30 seconds or more. But right for now. two minutes or for six minutes or for six days or six weeks or six years, if you haven't, you know, crashed from a you know, stroke right. at that time, it's very harmful. Right. And uh, what basically happens is that the body says, hey, I got to run because the sable-toothed tiger is right. behind me. Right. So, you know, forget about digestion, forget about, let's shut right. down, shut down everything, everything that's important. Let's yeah. shut down the mind and the memory and, right. and recollective memory. Let's shut down the creative space because right. we don't have time to invent freaking whatever. I'm just going to run that way. And, and that's why you become um, close-minded and it also goes back to your nervous system. And then the, this, this negative feedback loop that right. that reflex Right. becomes attenuated when you do it. So in right. the breathing, what you do, of course, is the opposite, and you go to the parasympathetic right. nervous system, and you travel right into that rest and digest, right. which says it all. Says you it rest all. and you digest so thoughts, here's, food, everything. Here's the million-dollar um, solution, guys, is 
talking about this and even understanding all the concepts, it's all great, it's interesting, it might spur you to learn more, but nothing's gonna happen until you train yourself to breathe properly, right? Yeah. And so you've got to, you know, start with a simple method and do it every day. It's like, you know, if you worked out once a month, it has zero benefit to you, right? And if you do meditation once a month, it's gonna have zero benefit. But five Better minutes, than nothing. <laughs> no good, it's a start, right? Yeah. It is a start. But it's not going to, I mean, slow seriously, start. it's a slow start. Um, you know, but training the breath and stilling the mind is a daily effort, but it doesn't have to take a ton of time. Exactly. You could build it into your schedule. We you call can do them it spot anywhere. drills. You can do it anywhere on yeah. the train while you're driving. Absolutely. Um, you get up from your desk every hour, set a little timer, just go into the bathroom. Everyone thinks you got a weak bladder. Who cares? Yeah. And you just breathe for three or four minutes. Absolutely. Um, do it in the morning when you wake up. Do it at night. And you don't, like for instance, um, the way we do it is these rituals, morning ritual and evening ritual. The most important aspect is the breathing, and then that leads to what looks to Westerners like meditation, although it's more of a concentration Meditation practice. is many things. It's just a way of feeling good in life. That's right. You can yeah. walk so, and meditate. You so don't have a to sit breathing practice, I would choose a breathing practice any day over meditation for beginning practitioners because, again, breath prepares the mind for that stillness. And if you sit there and your mind's running all over the place and you think you're meditating, you're not getting much benefit. No. But if you sit there and just focus on the breath for five or ten minutes and a nice pattern you know, that you're going to learn from Stig or Unbeatable Mind, that's going to have a profound impact on you. And it'll train your brain to do the, the stillness and for presence. So you've got to practice this, right? Absolutely. Well, well what you want to do is you want to, and we, I kind of feel without having you know, this huge in, intuitive, you know, um, opening, but I kind of feel like we're moving into doing a little exercise, you know, with those guys out there, uh, which is great, you know, seeing is believing and doing is, you know, it's even better. But um, what it's all about is what I call in my book, you know, oh, my book, my book, my, oh, buy all our books, they're so great. But in my book, which is a step-by-step -step process, you know, breathology is called the, it, the art of conscious breathing. Right. It's an art form. You By have the way, to, it is a great book, and you, you should You get have it. to train Breathology, yeah. as an art. You cannot right. just be slack and all, all no, no. random, yeah, flaky no. about it, no. But again, it doesn't take 20, 30, 40 minutes. No, it takes two to three minutes right. a day. Five is better, right. 10 is wonderful, 20 is brilliant. Yeah, but, but any more than that, you're going to have diminishing yeah. returns. And yeah. people are busy. We're all busy. They don't have, nobody has two and a half hours a day to right. sit and train them. And, and here's an important point. In fact, Gary was talking about this in my last training session. Um, you know, I, when I was in my early 20s and I was studying um, karate and Zen, you know, those, those are the, the combined, that was really my introduction to breath was yeah. Zen. Um, I thought that more, just like with physical training, more was better. Yeah. Right? And so I train harder and then I sit and do nothing harder. <laughs> but it, that didn't work. No. Right? You have to like release. Train hard, yes, but you need balance in that. But then it's the consistent effort. Yeah. So five minutes is better. Five minutes every day is it's better incredible. than 45 minutes one time a week. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So all absolutely. you need That's is what many people effort. like cram it into the Sunday and then I'll really train my yoga and my meditation and they right. get frustrated because they can't find that peace and what am I doing wrong? And, <gasps> and it's right. counterproductive. counterproductive. But uh, it's all about what I was going to say with the book, you know, that I take people through the introduction, like healthy food and how, what is stress and how and how and how. It's all about building good habits. Absolutely. It's getting rid of those bad habits that are not anybody's fault. Maybe it's a little bit your fault, but it's really just... It's your fault not to change Yes, it. that's right. Maybe that, not that's your a good fault. Point. To society's it. kind of just crazy way of we're busy and on phones and all this bim, 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 bim. So we rarely shut down the mind and we rarely, very rarely listen to the breathing. 
So it's about creating those good habits, which are two, three minute habits. Right. And then what happens is that you connect to the subconscious mind. Right. And people can study Powlib and those dogs and the saliva. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it and Nobel Prize and you'll be you know, happy you did. So it's all about building those signals and those positive, like you talked about, affirmations in the nervous system. So when you then start to breathe right. in the one, two or the one, two, four or whatever you do, mm-hmm. You, you don't even have to breathe like that, kind mm-hmm. of. You just think about it, and then you start breathing, and you snap right into that rest and, rela- uh, rest mm-hmm. and digest relax system right. because your body knows, well, yeah, like if you triggered kind it. of... It's you, like triggering it's a flow a trigger. state. Yeah. It is a trigger. Right. It's called a conditioned response, and right. you trigger it, absolutely. Right. So if people think, that's weird, how do you do that? Think about stress. How do you get stressed? You know, oh my God, you know, you can... Because people are used to stressing themselves. Everybody, that's when people say, how can you lower your heart rate below 30? I'm like, well, have you ever had your heart rate above 80? Yeah, sure. Oh, I get stressed as hell when I'm whatever, you know, have a job interview. I do the opposite. Right. Everybody can raise the heart rate. Of course, I can lower it. You get unstressed as hell. But they don't, yes, (laughs) but they don't, you know, train it. And because you think you can't. And if you read a medical book, no, you don't have control and you can't, you know, expand your lung capacity, all that stuff in the books. But try it and see that it works. You find out it So should we do a little exercise? Let's do it. Absolutely. Oh, I don't even know. I'm getting a little bit states fright here. (laughs) Um, No. We should do the one-two breathing, just okay. kind of to sh- maybe some people don't Absolutely. know what it is. Sure. And again, the ratio is not that important. You can do, you know, three seconds in and seven seconds out. You don't have to sit with the clock. Right. But it's just about getting time and controlling the breath and then letting it come out slowly. And more importantly than that is the connection between the inhale, exhale, mm-hmm. exhale, inhale. Right. This is what most people miss. Right. Also, when I teach yoga teachers and yoga Absolutely. instructors in the world, like, breathe, breathe. Yeah. And with the movement, but how do you, like, for the flexibility and for letting go and, and, and dissolving your ego and your, your obsessive mind, mm-hmm. uh, how do you let that go? And you do that in the pause. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just sit up straight or lie in bed if you have the headset on or whatever. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. And uh, you shouldn't have eaten too much. So don't go right after lunch and do breathing exercises. Do it before or in the morning, like Mark said, mm-hmm. or the evening. Like you have lunch or you have dinner at 7. You go to bed at 10, 10, 30, 11. So do it before you go to bed. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful way to decompress and kind mm-hmm. of slide into that soft Absolutely. sleep. Mm-hmm. And faster, you fall asleep faster. You kind of cleanse that, that busy day and think about those three or five things that made you really happy mm-hmm. and proud. Then you just sit. And then first step. Consciousness. Okay, we're going to breathe now. Easy, but you have to do it. So you focus on the breathing. You open the chest. Not like, again, it's not physical, but you sit, you know, in a nice open position. You open your heart, open your chest, so the heart can literally beat and work. Mm -hmm. And you're not in this close, like, no, I'm protecting myself. The shoulders back. Shoulders back a little bit. Yeah, because the energy has to travel. Yes. And you will, after a few days... You'll feel tired in your lower um, back, but after two or three or five days, you will have stronger muscles and more um, Mm -hmm. uh, endurance in those muscles, and you will sit relaxed but still straight. Mm -hmm. And you will change that pose when you walk, and you will Mm -hmm. look better, and you will get a girlfriend faster Mm -hmm. uh, or a boyfriend. It does help your posture and your skin. You're more attractive when self-confident, but but also, again, talking about the facial things you talked about, angry. It releases so much tension and it makes you more attractive. People are like, well, I want to hang out with that dude for whatever reason. I don't understand. So you sit here and then you do the nose breathing for all the reasons we've talked about and 10 times more reasons. 
and the breath travels up high in the nose. And for those folks who are not aware of that, the nose is huge. Mm. Mine is quite big, but the inner nose is huge. It's as mm. big as your mouth. So it's a big, mm -hmm. intricate system of mm. mucous membranes and different laminar flows, and it gets the right velocity for the air, and the mm -hmm. airspeed is correct. Because if you do like this now, just to do what not to do, so you understand in your body, not in your clever brain, you understand in your body, this is wrong. And this is the guys, and this is military style. Mm -hmm. Not putting down military, but this is kind of, come on Rambo, right? Let's breathe. <gasps> mm -hmm. You know? I'm strong, look at me, I'm, you know, all this. And what happens? Mm -hmm. Dry, that I always, you know, I almost want to drink, I need some drink now. <gasps> you know, mm -hmm. all the bacteria, all the stuff you don't want, mm -hmm. the extortion pipe, mm -hmm. all the right. tar from right. the work, you know, the road stuff down here, all the bad stuff you don't want goes straight in here. Right. No time to actually fill the lungs. To relax. A lot of tension on your heart, a right. lot of pressure on your chest and on your solar right. plexus region, which is where all your emotional tension and stress right. is sitting right here. Right. So no time to work on that. So don't do that. Yeah. What you, you know, want a quick do point on that too, and this is a quick experiment you guys can do at home. If you just sit there and breathe through your mouth, notice that your, your upper chest fills up. Absolutely. Because it's like filling up a balloon with a huge spigot, right? And there is no... Flow There's control. There's no flow control, <gasps> right. But if you breathe through your nose, if you exhale the air and then breathe through your nose, what you notice is the breath starts to fill up from the base of your Absolutely. lungs, the bottom, and then it works its way up to the diaphragm, then in the chest. So you're getting up that full lung capacity. Absolutely. And super... Like a full yoga breath. That's what we call it. Right. Yoga breathing, this wave that travels. Literally maybe twice the volume. I don't know. Yeah. You know, scientifically speaking, oh, it's probably absolutely. different for every individual. But, yeah, but some people, you know, use maybe a third to half. People can just try it at home. Try that at home. You don't have to be a freaking scientist. You take a balloon, you go, <gasps> you blow it up. It's this big. You go again. Mm -hmm. We don't have all day, but... <laughs> and you can empty the last... I was thinking you could probably do that all day. And a little bit, you lift the diaphragm. Right. Try to tuck your belly button, and touch you your spine. More. Boom. There's a lot more. Right. So that's more in the balloon, probably. Right. Cool. So well, back to the exercise. Yeah, you exercise. sit here, and you open that chest, and you feel great. And just by doing that and putting a smile on your face is my mm -hmm. number one secret trick to accomplishing my world records. I when I swim under ice in Speedos, I'm from Denmark, sorry. Uh, weirdo. So when I do that stuff under ice uh, in Speedos, um, I have a smile on my face of course, because I'm yeah. crazy, right? Why we would call you have embracing the suck? Yeah, why I call it climbing. I call here. it climbing the mountain of pain. And yeah. when you have passed that pain and you're smiling because you know this is what you're yeah. built to do and this is what you love and you fake it to you. It's make it. horrible, but why cry and be a crybaby? No, there's so much pain that that you don't even. You just, I'm very good at shutting down those sensory yes. systems, and and the water helps because it's it's yeah. zero degrees, which means right. in Shunt, our it's, it's 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 freezing water. So just above freezing because it's not it's under a frozen lake you can check it out on youtube 500 feet or right 250 feet youtube stick swimming guinness world record whatever you'll find it so in that scenario i smile and i come out smiling and you should also end the practice mm -hmm. with a smile and mm -hmm. do the and when you do that all those hormones i call them happy hormones mm -hmm. not very scientific but you don't need to know that it's dopamine and serotonin and ototoxin. All that doesn't matter. It's just the happy hormones. Uh, you know, another. This is the problem with us getting together. You know, we could go and talk forever. But I actually had a section in my book, Unbeatable Mind, about the power of smiling. 
And you know, I was making all sorts of claims, like we're talking about how it releases hormones and can cure you from depression. I mean, and my editor was like, "Dude, you got to cut this out because there's no scientific evidence." I'm yeah. like, "I know, but it works on me. Yeah. You know, and it works with bicephalate yeah. athletes. We have them smiling during the most painful workouts. Yeah, and they are." Why would you be crying? Better, exactly. What is that going like, to do? So I wouldn't take it out, but I did yeah. edit a little bit. I took yeah. out some of the more you know claims that that can be substantiated. But well, that's anyways, kind of funny it. because I am a scientist, yeah. not to brag or anything. I just have a you know PhD in medicine, uh, so it's fun that I come from that space and I have exactly the same philosophy as you. I just say exactly what you know comes to mind. I don't need to prove anything. Right. I put whatever damn thing I wanted to put in that book and put a lot of references in it as right. well. Of course, I didn't want to make it a science. Published a lot of scientific articles. People right. are not interested. They don't no, Google that. People won't but but that's like hardcore inner ear type one two cells uh, electron microscopy. Not interesting for you guys. But I know exactly how you do the stats. How you do all that scientific mm -hmm. stuff. And you put the articles in reverse. And in, in the science, you put a lot of mumbo jumbo. And then you put the the, the thing people want to know in the yeah. end in five lines. <laughs> exactly. Whereas what we do in articles go. Breathing helps because it gives you energy and you can release tension. All right, I want to read that article, right? But in science, you do it the opposite. You read for six days and then you come to a few lines that we were not sure in the statistical and the evidence. All and the we, caveats. We took right? out the outliers, if that's something you know about in statistics. So we have 10 different people doing things, but one guy's doing a little bit different thing. So he's out here. So he's not fitting in the class and the line is not straight. And this is allowed in science, which is ridiculous. So you take that outlayer out. You take right. that, you remove that dot Excuse on the, the scale because right. that's, not, that's not fitting to what you thought and what's comfortable to you. But of course, that's the most interesting dot Could that you want to go and check out. Anyway, so science is science and, you know, it, it, it's rewritten over and over and over again. So I like the, your approach. You just know it works for you right. and you just put it in your book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It makes me feel better. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Or else we won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are falling asleep now, which is probably good in the sense that maybe you need a good relax. podcast for We've relaxation. We bored them into relaxation. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, this guy, what's he talking about? Okay, so you sit here and you realize this incredible potential you have. Breathing is life. Yes. Dot, finished. Right, period. Period. No getting around it. So whatever philosophical reflections you have on your life and being present right at this moment, when you focus on your breathing, it brings you right into this moment with you and Mark and I and Buff and the, the good-looking guy here behind the camera. Uh, it brings you right into connection with us and the breath connects us. So the breathing is Mark, it's in me, we don't want to get too intimate here, but it is. And it is in the plants as we talked about, animals and and, and, and the, the, the forest, why I don't want to kill the rainforest is because it's the lung of the, the planet. The right. water is the base. It's mm -hmm. the, the bloodstream, right? Mm -hmm. It carries the oxygen and the carbon dioxide. So we've got to keep that planet beautiful and, and, and healthy. Absolutely. And we connect with each other and with nature subconsciously and consciously through breathing. Mm -hmm. So when you sit here and marvel of this incredible divine gift that you have, And that's another question people often ask. Can you exhale through the mouth? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. then you just make a small restriction and you go, and your body knows this, right? You come home, oh, you raced, you got on the plane. <sighs> exactly, yeah. sigh. The body is so smart, but you just forget to listen. So yeah. when you sit down in the evening, pop a beer, oh gosh, I made it, right? The body knows what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just sit and kind of say that sound. And every time you breathe out, you just relax that tension in your neck, you relax that facial tension, 
You relax the lower jaw because that's where a lot of, or most people keep tension from your mind, from the talk. You relax that throat where all your talk and all this uh, communication is coming out from. And you just feel how you melt into yourself, into the seat. And you might have a spiritual experience, disclaimer, if you start levitating, we don't take any responsibility if you hit the <laughs> ceiling or something, right? So, disclaimer. And you just sit there and really reflect on how wonderful it is to breathe. And when you do breath hold training, as I do, and you get held underwater, you kind of think sometimes, wow, I really want to breathe now. Then you appreciate the breath more. Absolutely. And then the trick is absolutely just to be focused on the breathing. Close your eyes, because then you can kind of feel the breath and the work it does internally. You can see how your mind starts to come back to yourself. It's not in the future. It's not in the past. It's in the present. And sometimes you kind of forget that you're breathing. You're just so focused on it that you forget that you're breathing. And that's a perfect state. That's kind of flow, flow state. You dissolve your ego, yourself. Time disappears. One of the key factors in flow. So peak performance, some people called it the zone. You can call it many things. And you really recharge every little single cell in your body. And then then exhale. When you do that, you can see it's again breath control because you don't just let go like, no, makes you collapse, makes you, it's too fast. No, you just, and when you do that, it's called Ujjayi breathing or warrior breath or the psychic breath. You connect directly with your brain. And what you connect with, if you want a little biological proof or explanation, is this. You connect with the lower part of your brain that connects the brainstem, and that is where you have the breathing center. It's a control center for breathing and for your pulse rate. So is it the vagus nerve? The vagus nerve vagus springs nerve. from the control right. center. There's a right. little nucleus in here, and that's where you have the, the main computer. Right. And that's where the vagus nerve, which is the tenth cranial nerve, doesn't matter the name, but vagus is from Latin vagabond, wandering. That's what it means. So it wanders three feet down your body. It's the biggest nerve you have. 10th cranial nerve, you have 12. They are paired cranial nerves. You have one in each side. So when I said one, I meant in both, but we don't have a camera behind, so I just want to make it simple. Yeah. And that thing races right into your heart. So you speak with your heart, and that's what I do when I hold my breath for 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. I communicate. I do not mandate. I kindly have a friendly conversation yes. with my heart. Could you beat a little bit more slowly? Could you beat a little bit more softly? Because it's not just about how the pulse beats, it's also about how the heart, all the valves and all the electrical impulses travel zhoo, 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 mm -hmm. over the heart. And then we go into heart rate variability, which is incredibly interesting. And the pause in the heart, the variability in the heartbeat. So that's very interesting. Gonna be big the next two, four, five years. Mm -hmm. Now it's big, but it's gonna explode. Heart rate variability, HRV. All right, from Russia, check it out with love. So when you do that slow exhale, all tension disappears. All constrictions in your mind disappear. It dissolves itself. And when you do this breathing, and you travel to your heart, and you lower the heart rate, and you open the lungs, and your digestive system, digestive system goes, wow, we have time now. You massage the inner organs. You gently squeeze the spleen, the kidney, the pancreatic, system that helps you digest the food better, you lose weight. If you're a lady, because I don't think boys really care about it, I don't, but ladies care about this, you know, the skin and the tone and being soft and having this radiance. So um, that is what happens. You oxygenate your skin, you become rejuvenated. 
uh, the eyes become wider. You can read all this in the yoga scriptures like you have done, but if you're not into all that, it doesn't matter. You can just listen to me and it works and you can try it and after three weeks you'll see people saying, wow, you look great today, John. Hey, 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 Christy, you look fantastic. Really, what happened? Just started breathing. Uh, something like that. And it's true. It's true well, you can yeah, try it and, 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 and see for yourself. And people with weight loss uh, issues, they want to lose weight or gain weight. It's always about weight loss, right? In the U.S., oh, obese people, uh, this um, epidemic thing, but it's also people with mental uh, challenges in being, you know, very thin or, or, or uh, bulimia, right. vomiting and stuff right. like that. So why will this help? Bulimia is the one thing where you trigger the vagus nerve and there is actually a cure for bulimia. Not that I think there's a lot of bulimians here in your training Probably program, not, right. but maybe they know someone and actually there's been operated different electrodes into the vagus nerve and there's a little, a little pacemaker like, like you have for the heart and that cures bulimia. Mm. And, and they found out that it also cures a lot of psychological issues. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So why is it also good for the lungs? When you do, and again, one-two ratio means in on one, which is four seconds, or six, and a little slight pause, one, two seconds, your body will tell you, and then you're ready, and then you go eight seconds. And you come to the bottom of that valley, of that wave, and you start slowly again. You come to a pause, and you start again. And now we've talked for 10, 15 minutes about this, but this is the best exercise you will ever, I know thousands of ways to breathe, this is the best. Yeah. Don't think it's not efficient because it's simple. On the yeah, contrary. Absolutely. And then you go into, like you better. said, Mark, yeah. different ratios. You explore, right. you go into pranayama, you read on Google, you go to some right. lectures with you here in yeah. Seal Fit, you, uh, you know, go to some yoga guru in India and you start to explore and you, you wow, you wake up and say, why well, haven't you, I done this before? You know, um, I have an idea and we can talk offline, but um, you know how the athletes and CrossFitters are really into their daily workout? We call it the WOD, workout of the day. Yeah, I learned that I last year, WOD. Breathing WOD. And breathing wad? Breathing wad. And I've got the URL breathingwad.com. So we partnered to develop a short breathing wad every day. That sounds interesting because I have that, that domain. Oh, you do? Yeah. How does that do. work? Breathingwad.com? Yes. Good for you. So I do, I do too. So we don't have the same one. We so do you have .com? Yes. You do? Yeah. Well, I'll double check. Well, we'll I'll double check. <laughs> Hell, all that online stuff. I was so tired I didn't click purchase. I just thought that's a cool domain. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, I think I do. I'll double check. But we're going to partner on this, I think, if you're game. Yeah, but I I think I have breathing wad. <laughs> and I have CrossFit Mania. Yeah, CrossFit.com. Cross so yeah. Been, yeah, that's a good one out there. Anybody has $100,000, we can talk about it. Uh, that's low for a, so, for a domain like that. But anyways, that's online if, stuff. If you guys were doing this while Stig was explaining, because um, I was, so I had about 10 minutes there, I feel fantastic, right? I'm just very relaxed. Of course, the smile is on, and there's a tingling sensation up in my funnel. And you feel warmer a little bit also. You feel warm and just super, super relaxed. So um, if you weren't doing it because you were, you were focused intensely on the words, then... Um, before you move on from listening to this, go back and just do that for five minutes and, and uh, prove it to yourself, the, the power of that breath. Excellent. One, two breaths. A absolutely. And just a little proof again what happens, like the physiology, because people, especially training guys or girls, they like to understand the physiology, so just really basic. When you do this, you trigger the vagus nerve, you lower your heart rate, you increase your digestion, your brain opens, you go into a state from beta activity, like the wave frequency, and you can slide into alpha or 
delta or mm -hmm. gamma or whatever mm -hmm. meditative, meditative state. Um, but alpha is for flow, is for this uh, complete absorption in mm -hmm. yourself and merging with the universe. So it is the eighth mm -hmm. stop of the crown chakra, mm -hmm. opening with the universe mm -hmm. and being re reunited with right. the ocean and the mother uh, universe. It truly is, which yeah. is the eighth limb, the highest uh, limb in yoga. So what also happens physiologically is when you exhale, you make your lungs expand a little bit more because there's a slight positive airway pressure or slight positive pulmonary pressure, what happens is you actually increase the oxygen tension. So the mm. pressure becomes a little bit higher. So you push out more, if that makes sense. You push a little bit more oxygen into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you kind of super ox oxygenate. And what also happens is that you open those millions of little flowers that you have in the bottom of your lungs, the end station called alveoli. They're little rosebuds and... And that's where the nitrogen oxide we talked about before comes in with the air that you inhale and it makes those muscles relax and the, the muscle tissue, there's no muscle in the lung, but in the lung membrane and in the blood vessels, there are small uh, soft uh, muscles and they will relax more and you will take up more oxygen. So there are many, many simple scientists, that's what these scientists got the Nobel Prize for discovering eight years mm -hmm. ago, three scientists. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many, many things that are indisputable. It's scientific if people want mm -hmm. that, why it works. And then comes all the mental, the psychological mm -hmm. aspects, the spiritual aspects, uh, all my little mumbo-jumbo philosophy about the brain uh, that moves with every breath you take. The brain is just, you know, this piece Floating, of, right? of snot sitting up here, you know. It is, it is, you know, if you've ever seen a brain. I've done a lot of uh, uh, autopsies and stuff in my... So anyways, you know, this blob floating around... And because there's liquid around it, it's, it's about hydro, hydrostatic pressure. Mm -hmm. So there's water around it. Right. I know it's not water. Let's call it water. And, and that little aquarium there has this little brain of yours jumping around. So when you breathe stressfully without a pause or upset or ang anxious mm -hmm. or afraid, back to PTSD and mm -hmm. stress and daily trauma, the brain goes... And who can work under these conditions? Right. Who can work under these conditions? Who can be lovable and, and creative and, and, you know... and Agitated. And, and so an agitated breath would be an agitated And breath. then would you yeah. do this little simple exercise with it, you slide right into, you mm -hmm. know, that cradle. Your mother is nurturing mm -hmm. you again. You're in your womb, literally. Yeah, I travel in my mind to the womb when I hold my breath and I go back to that time I don't remember. But the experience is there, and I can reconnect with that. Oh, nice. And um, some people go to earlier lives, and long story, but you can get your brain to move in harmony and in a nice way. And we have a lot of scans and stuff. People have stuffed people everywhere in me the last 15 years, uh, scientists, that is. And, uh, and we have done incredible studies on the brain, and I, don't, I didn't put everything in my book. I put quite a lot. But uh, brain scans where you see that different areas open, different areas change. Mm -hmm. Not damage, change. Morphologically, the form, the anatomy in the brain changes where you breathe, in the breathing center and in the middle right. of the brain, which is where the main control is. And the first study that was released in 2009 is one of my friends, a professor in neurophysiology, was the first study to show that the complexity or the, the, the nervous um, um, system in the lower neck, in the lower part mm -hmm. of your brainstem was actually more um, evolved in people that did meditation and breathing for 15 years. Interesting, yeah. Now, scientifically, you could yeah. say, oh, that's just because those people were born like that. That's why they're very good at meditation, maybe. And it's difficult to have uh, control on the same person. That's a long scientific discussion we don't want to go into. 
but you can just believe that it works. I believe it, and scientifically we will prove this in 15, 20 years, but you don't have time to wait. I don't have time. My patients that I train and coach my athletes don't have time. So you can believe it and you can right. feel it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, there are so many wonderful things from just reflecting on the breath. And maybe a last thing I should say, okay. if we're wrapping up here, sure. relaxation. Yeah. I cannot emphasize enough, especially because you are from a very physical world, mm -hmm. a do. Absolutely. I will lift that trunk. I that's will right. remove that whatever it is that's in front of me, that roadblock. Mm -hmm. I will move that thing, right. which is great, mm -hmm. wonderful, you know. It's half the equation. Yeah, it's a wonderful approach to life that I'm going to remove whatever's in front of me, you know. But if you don't have relaxation, you're going to miss, yeah, half the equation is a good way to put it. So I wouldn't say most people, that's maybe a little bit too cocky, but many, many people don't realize the power of relaxation. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, lowering your heart rate, not right. being stressed, but being able to train relaxation. Mm -hmm. And that's again a little bit, we don't have this culture of everybody's stressed. The numbers are crazy for people that are not at work mm -hmm. and that are, you know, not able to work and all that stuff. Right. We all know what we're talking about. That want to work, but something happened and they tripped in life and, and it takes two years to get back when the nervous system has been beat that right. hard. So we don't train relaxation. Right. We give them freaking stupid medication right. and right. dumb stuff. And that's not going to cure anything. No. It's going to make them zombies, yes, and keep them for another six years, but it's not mm -hmm. curing anything because mm -hmm. it's not taking it's the root. It's, it's not the root of the, the problem. Cure. The body doesn't have time to worry. Right. So if you train relaxation, and I don't care who you are, then you can email me and you can challenge me. I don't care who you are. You should train more relaxation. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at it because when I hold my breath, if I don't go into flow right. like that, when I hit that button, I don't right. hold my breath for 22 that's minutes. Right. No, you I burn out right away. whatever. So you have to lower your metabolism, your, your way of thinking, your, your speed of thinking. And I'm not very smart, so it's easy for me, you know, to just, you know, zone out. Um, I don't burn that much oxygen in my little brain. But you can really train relaxation to a point where it just becomes, boom, right. again, back to that conditioned right. response. So right. maybe that's not what we kind of thought about no, ending no, with, important. but relaxation we, is so under In Unmilled we say that the big four, predominantly the first three, right, breathing, positivity and uh, visualization is a way when trained to trigger that relaxation response and to trigger a flow state. Yeah. And so uh, and you alluded to this earlier, as you train yourself to experience that and you get good at it, which doesn't take forever, no. you know, six months, maybe a little bit longer depending upon your level of discipline, uh, then you can just need to think about it. Yes. And as soon as you, you know, when you think about it, you immediately activate the breath, you immediately activate the, the alpha brain waves and you immediately activate the imagery, which takes you to that happy place. And right? for the people and for, out there... And that happy place doesn't mean you're catatonic. It means you're in the flow. If you're in the middle of yeah. a firefight, then you can manipulate time. Time slows down. You can choose your targets. You can eliminate them. You know, warriors need to know that. Um, but if your heart is racing, if your mind is racing, if your emotions are out of There's whack... There's no room for this. There's no room for that. And I mental condition. One metaphor which we can, you know, kind of close this with, and I want to ask you about your cat is the yin-yang symbol of the, of the East, right? And so yin, yin is the white, represents re receiving, represents relaxation, represents the feminine, soft. The yang represents hard, you know, pushing force, right? And so in the West, especially warriors and athletes, we identify with the yang, especially males, and even a lot of the females, and less with the yin. Especially in the modern culture. In the modern culture. But the reality is that both are equally important to find balance in, and ultimately, it's the line between the yin and the yang that we're exploring with the breath. And so we can ride 
the action and the non-action. Absolutely. We can ride the hard and the soft, and we can open up a gap between them so that we can be in that present moment awareness and still get the hard stuff done, but do it in a relaxed Absolutely. state. Absolutely. No, that, that's that beautiful. Is that is beautiful. And, and if I can end with you know, completely flashing my breathology, no. But that is the point, exactly right. like you say. That's why I have take a breath, which could mean you know, inhale, be strong, do mm -hmm. action, right. right? And then, don't hope I jump out of camera, not to sell a million t-shirts or hoodies, but hold your breath. Hold your breath. And there's a little knot on the windpipe for a very good reason. Because that's the whole point of breathology, as I said from the beginning, this helicopter perspective. 360 degrees. Without yin, you don't have yang. Without right. sun, you don't have moon. Without male energy, you don't have right. fem feminine energy. Um, and it's what I talked about in the beginning, that if you just go breathe, 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 it's stressful. If you don't understand the pause, like you talked about that fine layer right. in between, that, that right. line, that soft line. Right. And if you don't connect those two, it's half and half. And right. it's, it's two different worlds. Right. It's not connecting. And, so and, and it's the a common misconception that you go from one to the other. And yeah. you might have to do that at the beginning because they're so disconnected. But ideally, there's, this, there's a kind of a constant interplay between them. That's that line. And Absolutely. So I try to bring all that from the ancient timeless yes. wisdom, I call right. it, from all those traditions, from whatever culture I honor, but especially the Eastern Absolutely. philosophy, sure. Japan, China, amazing and, and India, and the, the teaching I've received from my gurus, my masters, and then hardcore science, because right. I'm a scientist, right. and I like to, you know, when people right. say something, you can't hold your breath for 20 minutes. I was, by the way, the first to pass 20 minutes, and I'm very That's proud of that, because yeah. it's like a, a, a it's mental like a four barrier. Minute, four-minute mile. It's, yeah. it's, it's a mental barrier. Uh, but, but, you know, I did that on, on 1st of April, 2010. I did 20 minutes, 10, because I like to work in concepts. Nothing is just, you know, random. Mm -hmm. So focus your mind, encode your genes, your body, work hard. Hold your breath, 20 minutes, 10 in 2010, April 1st, to make it kind of fun, going back to fun and jokes mm -hmm. and all that. Burf was there coaching me. He has 42 minutes. He's much better than I am. <laughs> no, I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not kidding you. World record for a cat, 40, more than 40 minutes, so 42 that's minutes. Terrific. Good job, buddy. We, yeah, he, and that's, that's not even a joke. Um, but, uh, he, yeah, he's always ready. So um, what was I saying? Yeah, so to bring the, to, to bridge, I would say, like you talked about, the ancient timeless wisdom, hardcore science, and then what you represent and I represent, peak right. performance, right. sport, right. action, phys physiology. Mm -hmm. So those three pillars are the foundation of breathology in the sense that I think all of that needs to be balanced. Absolutely. If you have only nice. one, the house will tip. Mm -hmm. Well, good job. So <laughs> breathology is the name of your book. They can find it on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon like Breathology, and uh, okay. and you have and, a website. Uh, the Art of Conscious Breathing is the subtitle, just Got to it. kind of remind people right. of that, and it's a step-by-step -step guide, five seven exercises after each mm -hmm. after each uh, chapter, and then it has a personal program because, mm -hmm. like you, mm -hmm. uh, I know that training has to be fun, but it has also, like we talked about, to be realistic. Mm -hmm. I could not put a program of six hours; nobody's going to do it. Right. So I put the lowest program. I believe is five minutes mm -hmm. a day, mm -hmm. then 10, 20, 40. Mm -hmm. Like you can put in the exercises that fit you and you can put in extra exercises from your whatever mm -hmm. gymnastics or dancing, whatever you do. I just say, if you like that exercise, put it in as your program. But there are basic things you need to do right. to go through those. I have four phases. I'm a simple guy. So, you know, right. make it simple for people. You just launched a breathing mastery program. Yeah. And we just closed it again because it was crazy. It was, uh, it was very successful. And um, we might open up in the future okay. again, but now we just have to kind of take a breath. Yeah, digest. We got swamped by people from all over the world. Uh, we got incredible, like, hundreds of comments, positive love, energy, questions, people intrigued, asking. Cool. Yeah. And it's, a breathing mastery is a, um, 
is a three. Uh, uh, it's a free uh, online three-part series, mm -hmm. half an hour each. Kind of what we're talking mm -hmm. about here, going into depth, mm -hmm. not just the jab, jab, jab. No, going into depth about a lot of the things mm -hmm. we have actually covered today. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be up again, and I can send you the link if you send yeah, out to your, your listeners, uh, and people can sign up for maybe three, six months, we have time to open. Because in that, it's not only the online, the Breathology Academy that I run online, which is my book in video, mm -hmm. kind of so, because mm -hmm. people went, eh, I'm not sure if I do it right, and yeah. couldn't you do video? So I did everything in video, so That's people nice. like that. Sure. Uh, and, and then on top of that, we do uh, teleseminars, so mm -hmm. live calls with me. Nice. Uh, I do very few clients one-on-one. -on -one. I have one-on-one -on -one coaching on my website, but I charge $2,000 an hour. Right. So not many people pay that. Some people pay with a smile. Right. And more than that as well for the stuff that I provide and my, my, my help and information. Uh, but most people don't, and, and I completely understand that. But this is a chance to get in and mm -hmm. get four teleseminars mm -hmm. over a period of 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Because just like you said, nothing happens overnight. Right. You have to have baby steps. You have to have small goals. Mm -hmm. And then to have a true transformational mm -hmm. permanent challenge, mm -hmm. whatever you want to achieve in life, mm -hmm. takes a minimum of 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Can we agree on that? 90 days, absolutely. 90 days. That's yeah. kind of like the 10,000 yeah. hour rule of being right. a master of something. Right. There's no, you know, overnight scheme, getting rich, yeah. fancy. It's oh, not, I just. It's not 21 days. That's no, the old, no, uh, no. Myth. So 12 weeks, and on that, we actually have four bonus weeks. So, not to talk so much more about that, it's just more that the breathing mastery. Gives people the yeah. the chance to access right. all this the material. The point is, what, what's really cool about and they this don't have to buy anything; they can just see is the there's finally a resource. Yeah, right. You don't have to like stumble through old yoga texts like I did. You know, we have breathing um, training and unveil mind, and I want to bring more of that to you guys. But uh, if you want to accelerate it and really dive deep, uh, Stig's the man. Go check out Breathology. Start with the book, and then we'll, we'll get you some more information. Yeah, there's a lot of free stuff. It's not I'm um, yeah. selling, selling, selling. No, no, no there's yeah, a lot so. of, there's like 20 articles going into yeah. depth with the vagus nerve, the right. human dolphin. You have a dolphin in your stomach. It's called the mammalian dive response, and that is the relaxation reflex. Right. And I want to bring that from the water uh, to land. And if I can just end, so people Absolutely. have no, like, to take all distrust or everything away, I will show you, not the diving response today, next time we meet maybe, or you can check it out on YouTube or something. I talk a lot about it there. But... Uh, to show people that they have this condition response. Mm -hmm. sure. So you sit there at home and you think, what are these crazy guys talking about? Uh, <laughs> and you have a very, very profound uh, body knowledge and intelligence that you don't use. You know that, and you know all these things work. But one reflex you do have that is still very, very unresolved, I would say scientifically, mm -hmm. is yawning. Yeah. Yawning, yeah, you heard me right, yawning. Yeah. You know that dog yeah. goes and the tongue comes out. And, As yeah, and um, I can yawn on on on. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You when you train that, and response, if yeah. you go and see some of my world records or whatever, I yawn like crazy before. And some people think I'm lazy, but the people that are a little bit more smart yeah. goes like, "Whoa, he's getting into the zone now. He is getting right. completely ready for what he trained for one and a half." What do years. you think happens when you yawn? Because there is no well, evidence. Yeah, well, you open your lungs, right. you detense. You're exactly, but you look, you know, you have a strong, big neck, right? You relax all those muscles, all the blood flow incre increases to your brain. Right. It gets like, like uh, massaged. Right. And the vagus nerve get this massage, right? Yeah. This. Okay. And I'll put my hand here because I. And I use tapping a little bit, either here or here. That's just to reinforce the reflex. Right. Uh, tapping is another way of just reconditioning yourself to do something. Mm -hmm. So if you ever yawned in your life, uh, that is a reflex that happens when you either have to perform or do something right. or you're really tired because you've got to relax and you've got to go to sleep. Right, and you know what's interesting about this? I had a discussion with another breath guy named Dan Brule. 
You know Dan? Dan! Yeah. The man. Dan I met man. Dan at CES two he, weeks ago. He was up here a couple weeks the, ago. He's with oxygen and the breathing. Yeah, he's one, got the big chair. He was one of the positive guys that reached out he's like this guy, beautiful yeah. guy <laughs> and helped me with the PTSD and said, I will send people. I yeah. love what you're doing. We got to meet. Dan was here and we were, Dan, we, were, yeah. we, were, we, were we were working on we were working on turning the yawn into a practice. Yeah. And so triggering the yawn and then letting the breath flow. Yeah, and you're seeing how it And some really interesting thing, and, and it's addictive, or, you know, like when he starts yawning. It's contagious. Starts, contagious, that's the better word. But the other thing. I think that's the word here in America. <laughs> I'm not addictive, Mark, sorry. Contagious. Yeah. Um, but we, we are conditioned to suppress the yawn. Yeah. You're in a meeting like, oh, I don't want someone to show me yawning, see me yawning. But the yawn, like you said, is very important. You know, and the body's wisdom is telling you, you know, you need more oxygen. And my point, my point was just to show this little baby step yeah, that people know perfect. this. So then you can start to do it consciously. Yeah, and be and proud of that. And then from that, yeah. of course, and happy, <laughs> smile. Yeah. And maybe cover your mouth, whatever, if you're eating, whatever. But, but then also take that to the next step. That was your first baby step. Right, mission accomplished. Great, you should be happy, yeah. proud. Yeah. Tell your, no, you know, water one. boss about it. I can yawn on command. Really? Yeah, we want to see. No, uh, <laughs> not now. Uh, but then you go next step. So what can I do then? What's next? What can I explore in this wonderful body and this mind and this spirit? Yeah. And I'm here now. What can I do? And then you start with it. And that's how you, right. you yourself out there will get into those wonderful, intriguing roads of mystery and, yeah. and spiritual experiences and, and traveling yeah. in the mind to different places that you never thought you could go to is, yeah, yeah. with the breath. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. right, so we're going to go do 22 minutes breath hold right now. I don't know. He's ready for forty plus. Well, see, yeah, he, he's excited. You know what? We're going to have to ask about the cat next time because yeah. Well, Buff is just a, a sidekick, a lifetime coach, companion. He's with me everywhere. He knows everyone. People, you know, <laughs> queue up in line to have photos with him, and he's a happy little cat. Awesome. If if anybody ever saw anything on Discovery Channel or History Channel on Nat Geo or Sixty Minutes or whatever you find me on uh, YouTube. He's always with me. So you can look for the cat at least. And then if you can't recognize me and this crazy guy, if I have a wetsuit on, you just look for the cat. He's there. Birth is his name. Outstanding. Thank you out Stig, there for listening. It's been a pleasure. Much. What a great invitation. Terrific. Thank you very, very much for having very me. Very enjoyable. So thank you all. Um, send Stig a note of appreciation. Breathology.com or? Yeah, that's it. Or I don't remember my website. I'm a little bit. We got to go <laughs> no, check. No, it is. <laughs> Who knows the breathingwad.com? We're going to go soft. You go and right Google now. it and check it out before us. Where is it? Is it sitting on a private domain? Did I put privacy policy on it? A private <laughs> protection or did I just keep it open? Uh, we will find out and we will return. We'll report back to you. Booyah. The pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UTT!